Shine 1049, Darren Potzer, appreciate your company this evening. Your hometown contemporary Christian radio station, ranked number one, Nielsen says. So great news for the fans of Shine 1049. We're super excited and praise God for that Nielsen ranking in Spokane and Northern Idaho. I have a special guest in studio with me this evening. You know, there's a huge problem that many of us are aware of in the United States and around the world. The U.S. government stats say that the United States has over 16,000 individuals who are likely victims of trafficking. The United Nations has noted that only one in a hundred of these captives will ever ex escape. And there's a ministry right here in our local community that's trying to do something to deal with this sad, sad problem. And it's been called HRC Ministries. Caleb Altmeyer is the director and he joins me in studio this evening. but. Interesting news. You're changing the name, changing the focus of your ministries. Welcome, Caleb. Hey, man. How's it going? So, yeah, we are changing it up a little bit. We've uh, been praying about this for quite a while. We've changed our name from HRC Ministries to Helping Captives. The reality is, is that when we started the organization, we thought this was just going to be like a family outreach ministry. And so I named it after my grandfather, my dad, and my first initial, uh, just wanting to be able to help people in our community. Human trafficking was something that kind of came into our family's life through people that we knew uh, coming to us and sharing their story and letting us know that they had been trafficked. And when that happened, my dad uh, decided to retire from the mission and we opened up a safe house. And so it was one part of the organization. We had food distribution and food bank and outreach and men's discipleship house. We had a lot going on. But what's happened is, is over the last seven years, the majority of all of our time and attention started going to the human trafficking efforts that we are doing. And so the more people that started hearing about us just started connecting HRC ministries with human trafficking. And so we, over the last couple of years, just felt like God was saying, hey, I want you to shut everything else down and I want you to focus on this issue. It's serious to me. It's what people want to give to. And so we sat down as a team and as a board and decided that it was time to turn our name from HRC Ministries to Helping Captives because that's what we're doing and that's what we're about. And so it's really helped us hone in our focus and our mission. And then with that, we sat down and said, okay, if we're going to do this and we're going to be the best anti-trafficking organization in the Northwest, how, how do we start this? How do we make this happen? And the first thing we realized is first we need to be able to reach people we need to be edu educating kids. We need to be educating the church. We gotta be educating bikers. We gotta be educating everybody that might come into contact with somebody that is being trafficked. And so we put a lot of effort into that. So we opened up an education center. We've had over 800 people go through our trainings. Um, and that's been really fantastic. Spoke to over 7,000 people, I think in churches this year. So it's been a really phenomenal part of what we're doing. But then the other side was what we were realizing is, okay, it's cool to, to be able to reach them, but then what? Well, you have to be able to help with the rescue. You have to be able to then help with the recovery process before they can go into restoration and reintegration back in the community through programming and transitional housing. When we first started, we went and met with a bunch of organizations that were already fighting human trafficking and their biggest need was they were rescuing people and had nowhere to send them. And so we opened up a long-term care program. So we were actually getting women from all over the United States and partnering agencies from people outside of our community where women would fly into our city and go through our program. And so that's what we'd been doing for the last four years. But as that got out and the community heard what we were doing, 
like I said, the need kind of shifted and all of a sudden we started getting calls from local women and women walking into our office on fentanyl and getting calls from women crying that needed an escape and needed out of the life. And we decided, hey, we need to take all of our current resources and do something with this. Continue on, just share a little bit more about the programs that you offer here in Spokane in regards to this huge issue of trafficking in our community. Yeah, so one of the things that we realized was after we were able to, to if we're going to reach them and we were going to be able to then uh, help them go through that kind of rescue recovery process, then we needed to make a big change because we, what was happening is we were getting women that had, had already gone through, you know, detox, they'd already been sober in another city and then they were flying into our program and we were going through like nine months of a restoration program, then offering them transitional housing and a job. But if we were going to switch and we were going to actually help these women in our city. We, we were having women walk in on fentanyl, coming into our offices, crying, needing an escape out of the life. And we we're like, all right, we're going to have to figure this out. And so we called our networks that we were part of and said, hey, here's the situation. We don't live up in a little city in Montana. We have a problem of drug addiction and trafficking in our city. We need to be able to shift and be one of the 10 organizations in our network in the United States that is doing emergency care. And so they greenlit us. And a lot of the organizations were excited about that because we have already built relationships with them because we were a long-term care organization. And so now what we've been able to do is kind of shift our facilities and our staffing model and everything more toward emergency and stabilization care. So now our home actually kind of acts like an emergency room and we have about three beds that are just continually coming in of women that are need help, that need to get off drugs, that need medical help, that need food, that need attention. And uh, we help get them ready and stable and then we call the long-term programs that we're partnered with and say hey we have someone that's ready and then we fly them out at no cost to them to these programs so it's a transition to more of the acute or the emergency immediate need yeah. of people that are literally coming out of the life that day yeah. perhaps have been trafficked mm -hmm. so this is a pretty big problem a statistic that caleb shared with me about the helping captives ministry says that the northwest is known for its outdoors its rivers lakes coffee all this but it's less known that in the northwest since over since just 2007 there's been over 6,000 victims of trafficking locally identified and of course we know that there's often many many more that that are never identified share with us about kind of this landmark in spokane and how it's related to your new organization's name helping captives rescuing people involved or coming out of trafficking yeah, so this is a very interesting story. We have officially secured the old Deja Vu strip club building in our community and are now going to be turning that into our official headquarters and our outpatient facility. Uh, one of the things that's so exciting about that is that God is such a God of redemption and healing. And this project isn't just going to be about redeeming an old building. It's going to be a symbol and opportunity to redeem lives and set captives free. So those that may not be familiar with this building, tell us a little bit more about its history. From the best that I've understand in the 30s, it, it was turned into a movie theater. And then somewhere around the 70s, it was turned into a theater that showed adult entertainment videos only. And then the year I was born in 1989, it was turned into a 
quote unquote gentlemen's club, which it has remained until very, very recently. Okay. So again, it's the Deja Vu downtown. And just recently, so what's the breaking news again? this very weekend. The first thing that we're going to do in the building is actually have a men's revival and stage smashing event. And so it's been pretty interesting because there's a a big men's group uh, doing a camp and they heard about what we were doing and contacted us and said, hey, can we have all the guys from the camp come down the last minute and just do a worship event? And I said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, we made a quick little flyer and it has gone completely viral. And so now I have no idea how many people are going to show up but we're excited about it and the biggest thing for us is you know the lord calls us to tear down high places he calls the church to to do this and this has been a place of worship in our community for a long time this certain industry and certain addictions that men often have and we're excited to be able to have men come and repent and be able to tear down these stages that they frequented at and say no more. We're not going to have this club in our city. We're not going to keep worshiping this stuff. We're going to instead turn this into a place of healing and take this building from a place that exploited women into a place that's going to actually heal exploited women. And we're excited about it. You know, we've moved five times in the last six years as an agency because God has just been with us and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And so to finally have a place that we can call home, but also that will be able to open up outpatient services for the community is just incredible. We've had a lot of women contact us in the community that might not need emergency services, but are still needing counseling and case management in a community and support group. And we're going to be able to offer all of that through this new location. And we're extremely excited about that. This can't be an easy type of work to be a director of. Yeah. I mean, I think I personally, to be in the director is a, is a fun job because I have an amazing team. It's my team that are incredible, man. It is challenging for a lot of our team because you're not just dealing with a drug addiction or somebody that's coming in off the street uh, that might be homeless. You're also dealing with extreme mental instability at the time. You're dealing with someone that's just been abused 10 times a day. And so they're probably, they're coming in on heroin. They're coming in on fentanyl. They're coming in on meth. They've been abused 10 times a day. They don't have a place to live. They are living out of their backpack. They might not have had, they probably might've just escaped their, their trafficker um, and they're freaked out. They're scared. They don't trust anybody. It is, a, it's just a lot of, um, of that right up front. And so that's why we have to have 24 hour staff with them. Helpingcaptives.org is the website for helping captives. So a woman shows up or somehow finds you guys or you find her. Mm. What's it look like over the next few days? What are you offering? How are you helping specifically? Yeah. So the team, the first thing that they're doing is we actually have a a case manager and we have a a counselor that are literally with these women right off the bat. So they come in, we give them food. They're able to sit down with them, figure out their story, figure out their needs, figure out what they want. I will say the first 72 hours most of the time is just letting them sleep. You, You want, it would be greater for us to be able to say something, but you're just, you might have people 
vomiting in the toilet you might have i mean it's not a, it's it's a lot and so you're trying to get them to a place where they're just stable and they can sleep and you can show them love we've had individuals that are coming in and that have little babies and i mean it's just it's just full on as soon as they show up it's like here here's what we're going to do and then we have we have as they get a little more stable then there's there's some classes they're taking them to the emergency room they're i mean we're our staff are a lot of times spending all day in doctor's office visits with these ladies you're really there to just try and help them get stable so that's the first 72 hours what's mm -hmm. the next few weeks or the eventual plan after that yeah so then it then it turns into hey let's start talking let's start let's 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 really look at this what's your long-term solution what's your plan what do you want to do do you want to go into a long-term program do you want to work on your addiction do you want to be able to do this what part of the united states would you like to go to you know, because most of them do not want to stay in town. They want to get out of here. Uh, and depending on how serious the situation is, they sometimes just need to get out immediately. And so the, the team does that. There's classes and chapel and prayer and just working with them. But the big need in our community was emergency care. And so we had to step up to the plate and do this because we had police officers, FBI. We had a lot of people wanting this to happen. Helping Captives, what an awesome local ministry right here in downtown Spokane. Their website is helpingcaptives.org. It's focusing on the immediate need of women coming out of trafficking. They have this awesome story that's just breaking of a building, a landmark. If you didn't hear the first part of the interview right here in Spokane, remind us of what's just happened. We were just able to secure the old Deja Vu building. And so now that building will never be used for exploitation of women ever again in our community. Instead, now it's going to be a building that heals exploited women and will now be the headquarters of our anti-trafficking ministry and our outpatient facility. Helpingcaptives.org is the website. You turned down a million dollars and for a nonprofit, how did you turn down this money and why? What was the story? Yeah, that was that was uh, challenging. It was a, a, a really great million dollar opportunity from the city of Spokane Valley. And so what had happened was the city of Spokane Valley decided to allot a million dollars to the fight against human trafficking. And us being the only organization with a Spokane Valley business license it just kind of looked like it made complete sense for us to be able to work with them. And then with the acquisition of the, the building, we were like very excited about getting them finances. But what ended up happening was they had sent three terms. And one of them was that nothing in the building, everything had to be used for secular use only. So, no faith-based no. ministry to these so you're you're ministering to trafficked victims okay mm -hmm. Turned out i had to go dollars. bro i was voted to come in and speak to them and present and then when we got the terms and we saw that i had to go to city hall and pull out and but it was awesome i got to share the gospel and just didn't let people know hey we're not about there's no amount of money you could offer me or we're going to take jesus out of our programming HelpingCaptives.org. Helping Captives is the name of the organization right here in downtown Spokane. And we'll wrap up with Caleb in just a few moments right here on Spokane Shine 1049. Rescuing women coming out of human trafficking. As we kind of close here, Caleb, you've got an awesome men's revival coming up. What's happening this weekend? 
Yeah, we're going to be able to have a men's revival and stage smashing uh, event. A stage smashing event. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. What is that again? Yeah. So there's the stages that the women have danced on in our community for over 30 years. It's a place where, you know, it's a symbol of addiction. It's a symbol of families being broken, a place where maybe moms and kids were at the house while their husbands were out. It's a place of exploitation. It's a place where men have come to worship. We have a lot of men that want to repent. We and are now excited to, to tear those stages out. And I think the coolest thing, man, is I've had the manager of the club contact me. The yeah, old deja vu. Wanting to participate in the process of changing this building's narrative. I've had wow. the bouncer contact me and want to come to the revival event. I've had ex-dancers and employees contact me that are so excited about this. God's doing something big, man. And and I always, you know, I'm a visionary and I like to come up with ideas, but I could have never in a million years even thought of this. Somebody sent this to me one day randomly and said, hey, this is up for sale. I think it'd be really a cool story. And I was like, no, like my initial thought was, no, I have a, we have different plans. You know, we have a strategic plan and, and this doesn't line up with it. And I couldn't sleep that night. And I felt like God was just saying, no, this is what I want. This is the facility you've been praying for. And for you knew it here we are helping captives taking over the old deja vu turning a place of exploitation into a place where women who have been trafficked will now be healed rescued set free praise the lord this is an incredible testimony local media newspapers tv stations are all wanting to get this story caleb you've been so kind to come and share it with us this evening just as we close any final words just what's on your heart yeah, I just want to remind people, man, God is still on the throne. It's hard. Everywhere you look, it just seems like there's depravity, there's hopelessness. But God is doing some amazing things. And I'm a, I'm so excited to just be part of his kingdom. And I think that this is a great testimony of a transformation of a building. But more than that, this is what God does for us. You know, this building probably deserved to just get bulldozed down. We all probably definitely did not deserve to have a Savior die for us. But instead, He came in, He cleansed us from the inside out, He gave us a new calling, new destiny, new purpose, and that's what we're going to do with this building. And I think that's what it really comes down to. This is about Christ. This is about sharing the gospel. This is about giving people hope. And it's happening, man. And there is a lot going on. And God is doing a lot of things. And women are being set free. They are getting rescued out of human trafficking. And that's happening because God is God. And God loves his daughters. And he loves to set captives free. Helping Captives, check them out on the website, helpingcaptives.org. Thank you, Caleb, so much for coming in and sharing with us today. This is Shine 104.9.